second to get yourself situated. Come and learn of me. That's what we're going to do today. Amen. So I'm going to need you to stay alert so you can stay alive. All right. You do have an adversary. And it's no promise that when you leave here, you're going to wake up tomorrow. clocks went off this morning they did not wake up so it ain't your alarm clock that wakes you up is it mm. see God probably when he goes ahead of the clock you know the one y'all turn back mm. so when you get saved did you turn your clock back you got saved did you turn your clock back back to its original state because man was supposed to live forever you weren't supposed to have the first death or the second death so did you turn your clocks back to eternity hmm <laughs> alright come on they, the deer in the, in the headlights come on wake up wake up let's go we got to get it it's too cold too hot which one is it all right. Y'all need some water? I just want to get you hydrated and everything. Ready to go. All right. Y'all know teacher is out of town right now. She, she's in Arizona, right? So y'all keep her covered. Amen? All right. All right. Every time she leaves, something break out. Y'all all right? <laughs> just joking. Anyway, I feel good today. Y'all know I got a couple things I want to talk about. But last week we were, and week before that, we were talking about the inward anointing, correct? We're going to finish that series, I promise you. But also we were talking about last week, we were talking about are you adding value to the kingdom? I had like two and a half more pages I need to go. Can, can I finish that? Yeah. And then we can get into the anointing. Yeah, All right, let's see here. I told y'all, as a pastor, as a, uh, my job, oh, wait, let, uh, who read that scripture uh, earlier? Was it um, Minister Cindy? Minister Al, do you have that scripture that she read? Yeah, go ahead, put it up. We're on our way to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> We're on our way to Shemayim. Okay. That's my job to make sure you get there. Okay. All right. You got it up there? Minister, begin to read this. It's just something I saw we got to make sure we get. Okay? You ready? This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning at verse 6 in the King James Bible. It so reads, 
And these words, which I commend thee this day, shall be in thine heart. All right, that is a command. A command is a direction. Don't go nowhere. Go this way. Okay? That's what the command is. Command means direction. See, a lot of times people say, you commanded me. People get upset because you don't understand that word. That word is it, it's giving you direction. This is the way you should be thinking. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's finish. Verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently. Hold on. Go back one more. Verse 6. And it shall be weird. This command that I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm telling you now where it should be. He's telling you where it should be placed. These words that you're about to hear. Amen? Amen. All right. See, we just read stuff, just go all over it. Slow down. All right. Let's go. Go ahead. Verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. This is still the command. Children. See, I should go ask the children, is your parents telling you this? Okay. Y'all got it, right? All right. Y'all going to raise it right, right? I know that's right. <laughs> Come on, let's get this thing. And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Always. Continually. Tell them to put down the game. Tell them to put down Baby Shark and all that. Paw Patrol, put it all down. I got to teach you something right now. Because it's teaching you something. All right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Come on. Verse 8. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. Mm. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Meaning that should always be their focus. Because it's yours. Continue. Mm. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house. And on thy gates. Verse 10. I could just go with that one, but let's go. Let's continue. And it shall be. When the Lord thy God mm -hmm. shall have brought thee into the land, mm -hmm. which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not. Okay, hold on. I go and prepare a place for you. Y'all got to see what's going on right here. All right? And... Brought them into the land. I said, where are we on our way to? Tennessee. Atlanta. Where are we on our way to? That should be your focus. Okay? Let's, let's go ahead. And he said, I promise you. I promise you'll get there. If you keep my commandments, I promise you'll get there. All right. Verse 11, and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, 
which thou plantedst not. So you got to understand what he's saying here. See, this is within the kingdom. Its wealth is already there. You ain't got to conjure up anything. If you would just keep my commandments. There's too much conjuring going on. And he said, if you would just keep my commandments, if you would keep my word. And this is speaking of Jesus now because he is his word. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. See, nobody, nobody has to do. God ain't no genie. He just rub it. And if you would put him first in everything, he'll take care of you. He is his word. See, some, some of us just striving too hard. And you just need to obey. Mm-mm. <laughs> Don't bring your feelings in it. It's not necessary, exactly. All right? All right? Y'all learning of him now. See, I told you, a lot of times we hear the word, but we don't know how to function in the word. The word is automatic. You don't have to do nothing but follow. This, this is how a shepherd leads them to the promised land. All the sheep have to do is follow. But you got to make sure the shepherd is qualified. I told you, you got to have a shepherd that's, listen, that is, that is qualified, that is equipped for your wilderness journey. I, I'm going to lead. You can't follow somebody who don't know the way. How you going to do that? You know how you do your GPS. You trust it to get you where you need to go. You put your trust in your GPS more than you put in God. You'll be like, it's not getting a signal over here. The GPS is not getting the signal. It's, it's taking me roundabout. Do you want to recalculate? That's what y'all do with the word. It's telling you to go this way. And you refuse to go that way. I know a shortcut. I told you there is no shortcuts. Okay. Come on, y'all. They could have got to where they need to go in three weeks. It took them 40 years because of their disobedience. Whole generation got to die because they're hard head. Then the new generation that rise up now, they got to teach them. All right. We on our way? Continue. We're going to get there. That's right. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, mm. then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which <sighs> brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Okay, don't hear that. So when you hear, uh, you know, uh, the prosperity message, this is what they've forgotten. Come on, read that again. Then beware, lest thou forget mm. the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. How many of y'all forgotten the Lord? When you don't praise him, 
and you don't worship, worship him, guess what you have? I want to know something. How come Islam, how come they bow to their God? How come they bow and you know they're bowing to a false God? But you know you're bowing, you're supposed to be bowing to the real God, but yet you still won't bow. Shaka, you still won't. What's wrong with this picture? You can sit here and say, oh, they're bowing to a false God, but you won't bow to the true God. Y'all tell me, what's, what's up with that? How come the Bible says that the children of the world, they're more, listen, wiser than you? What does that mean? Because what they're doing, I told you, they prepare. They, they actually are seeing afar off what they need to do. Not us. We're living just vicariously. Do y'all hear this? I want to know if they have the false God in all of them bow at the same time. And they say the same prayer. We have the true God, the living God. Feel with the Holy Ghost. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit now. And for some reason, he requires us to do that, yet we don't. Tell me why. Now, just go and answer it to yourself because you know why. See, when you do that, you're still bowing to man and not God. And it just happened to be that man is you. That's why you won't do it. Why? He, re he requires that. Just look at David. The minute he sinned and was told that he sinned, and that man is you, David, he went immediately on the ground. See, that's why he was a man after God's heart. Oh, I, I got so much I want to show y'all today. I hope so. Oh, they run me out, you know, when I start talking the truth. <laughs> the Bible said we should love the truth. Yeah, and this ain't no time limit on it. Teaching out here. Oh, that's for her. <laughs> hope y'all packed the lunch. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go today. Woo, I'm ready. Ready, ready. So come on, y'all. I'm serious here about us when it comes to the worship. And, and you were right. When Judah went out, Judah, he sent Judah out. He sent the men out. They praised God. How come when we come to the body of Christ, as men, we refuse? Because you're still worshiping man. And man just happened to be you. Imagine that. I mean, I'm just going to ask you a question. When you see the call to prayer, the Islamic call to prayer, and everybody bound, they don't care what kind of $5 million um, business deal contract, but when that sound goes off for them to pray, they all go down. Yeah. To a false God. And you have the true 
and living God. A God that died for you and you don't have to die for them. Your God died for you. Their God, you have to die for him. Why is it so hard to bend those knees? I'm going to lead. I'm going to do what I hear, what I hear him do. It, and it's so, you got to understand something. It's, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. If you go to any other country and they have a king or monarchy, you will not stand. But you have the king of kings. And in the presence of the king, you will bow. Food for thought. I mean, what is it? It's nothing. To look. See, because I, I'm a dead man. I mean, it's no longer me. So I'm a living sacrifice. I mean, I have no will. Except the will of God. For my life. It is so quiet. It don't take all that. It take more than that. I just got just this one body. So, <laughs> I'm just want us to know a few things. Amen. Maybe I just jump here real quick so you'll see. Think I'm joking. Go to 2 Corinthians. Yeah, they don't take me serious. I'm jumping, but I'm good jump. All right. Go to 2 Corinthians uh, 5.10, Amplified. It reads the same in the King James. Let's just blow it up. We'll make sure we understand this. I think this is going to be read every, right along with uh, Proverbs 12.1. We're going to throw that up too. Y'all might have forgotten. He said you forget. But in that other scripture that we were reading in Deuteronomy, it also talks about other gods. That you're not to put other gods. Well, the whole church is celebrating Halloween. Hello. Sam Hain. I'm just saying. It's no harvest day. Well, I'm going to show you the harvest day. There's one harvest. There's one harvest. And what he does in that harvest, first thing he does is gather the tear. Better be, see, we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not being taught right when we come to the house of God. So if I don't teach you right, you can live any way you want to live with no conviction. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. He brings conviction. You know why he brings convictions? Because now you need to make a choice. Yeah. I'm convicted all day long. Help me make a choice. Good choice. <laughs> okay. Read this right here. So we want to make sure. Second Corinthians chapter five at verse 10. Put this on your front list. For we must all appear. Stop. We must all. No exemptions. 
We must all appear before something. Ain't that right? Just put, just don't make you quake a little bit. Okay, he's talking to the church. Hello, he's talking to the church, the congregants. Ray, go ahead. But we must all appear and be revealed as we are. Oh, hold on. You mean that hidden part of you? That secret part of you going to be revealed. Why you won't worship him? Why you won't praise him? Oh, I'm going to do it. Okay. Hey, <laughs> All right. All right. Good. Good. Let's go here. And be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ. So that each one may receive his pay. Oh, 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 hold on. Y'all ready to get cash out ready? Y'all ready? <laughs> Woo, should be your new name. Because you've just been revealed. Y'all, you can't just go past that. You're going to be revealed. The true you. Not your reputation. The true you. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all, come on, come on. Let's break this down. Come on. So that each one may receive his pay mm. according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been. Oh, no one is going to escape this. So you can sit there, sit there and take it, or just worship God. He said, all is vanity. All is vain, empty, bottomless, except to fear God and worship him. That is the whole duty of man. Now sit there with your hands folded. See, it might not be for you. We got other people going to be watching this. That's for them. So you got to talk now and afar off. All right. Now listen to this. I, I'm just saying, what are y'all thinking right now when you hear this? What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? Hmm? What's going through your mind? What's going through your mind when you hear this? Okay? Hmm. So you have a requirement, don't you? This is my job. Dijon is hard because I care for the people. And if I care for you, I got to tell you the truth. I told you, what good would it do if I just lie and make you feel good and you still go to hell? Versus telling you the truth and you get in. That's why you're sitting in these chairs because you want to get in. So then I need to tell you the truth, how to get in. That's what a shepherd does. Leads you how to get in. You can't get in with a demon with you. You can't get in with unforgiveness attached to you. You can't get in with a bad attitude. 
Because those things cause division. Okay, one clap. Thank you, Tiffany. So you need a pastor. I guess I just need to come through the crowd. Then. You need to tell. You have to tell the people the truth. Everything will be revealed. You can't hide from God. No, his man of God. You can't hide. See, this is the whole thing. Everybody like to hide. Because the Bible said that the truth you're going to be revealed. You know that that y'all know what a uh, an actor is, right? <laughs> it's a what? It's a hypocrite. Just an actor. So how is, is it so hard to bow your knees? So whole Islamic faith bow their knees. How how come it's so hard for us to? Bow our knees. And you got the true God. What, what would it take? What will it take? Oh, I know what it would take. The scripture says that, oh, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. What? That he is the Messiah who he say he's been. So if you don't bow now, you will bow later. But the point of it is, and the moral of the story is, you will bow. It's just, when you don't bow to God, the true and living Yahweh, the El Elyon, Yahuwah, I mean, which, what, which name you want. You're bowing to another God. If you're not bowing to that God, you're bowing to the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 4. Yeah? So you are bowing and you are worshiping. Gotta let you know that. Yeah? You are bowing and you are worshiping. Why not just worship the true God? Mm. Minister, finish reading this. Considering what his purpose and motive have been. Hold on. We, I don't want to make sure people just came. I want to make sure everybody get this. Go back to the top. I don't want you to get halfway and figure it. Now I want you to hear it from the beginning. This is the judgment seat of Christ. You know what? God said that Christ will judge you. Not God. Hold on. What are you saying, Pastor? What he's saying is Christ is what? The word. So the word will judge you. This is why you got to pay attention to the word and do what it say. Because when you read it, it's judging you. Do, do you really love? Have you really forgiven? Hmm? If you haven't, he said, if you don't forgive, he said, I can't forgive you. That's judgment. He said, come, let us reason together. That word reason in Hebrew is judge. Come, let us judge. Hmm? 
All right, we got Christians just being Christian, but they don't know what it is to be a Christian. Because the shepherds aren't shepherding them. He's pampering. He handing out pull-ups to everybody. And the Bible says that when you are loved, you are mature. The perfection is love. It's matured you. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But now I'm full grown. Now I've put away childish things. A childish thing is, you ain't talking to me. Husband and wives, spouses, they're mad at each other. Yeah? Mm, childish things. Arguing over things that have nothing to do with your salvation. Childish things. Put them away. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Pastor, will you get to the teacher? I am. I'm getting to it. I got to go with what's here. I got to go what's in the spirit. What you dealing with. I'm going to do it. You know I am. It's going to help you. This is where you're supposed to get help at. Amen. So you can help someone else. Amen. Yeah, they, they make it all about you. It's not about you. The anointing that you have is not about you. The anointing is for someone else. I told you the anointing, what? Comes by association. But it grows out of desperation. Mm. Oh, man. All right. Y'all learning something? If you're not, we, we can help. I can help. Come on. Let's read this thing. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse fast. 10. Mm -hmm. But we must all appear and be revealed as we are mm -hmm. before the judgment seat of Christ. All right. So that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been, and what he has achieved, been busy with, and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. Okay. See, what I love, though, God deals, he, he, your words is there, okay, they all right. But what he deals with is the intent of your heart. Why won't you forgive when they apologize to you? See, he goes with, you know, I forgive you. See, God only deals with the intent of the heart. Because a mouth speaks a lot of vain things. People ask you for your phone number. They give you a wrong phone number. What is that? See, it's the intent of the heart. What you got to hide? Guess what? You can't hide here. See, where there's love, love allows you to see. See, deception doesn't allow you to see. Deception allows you only to see your truth and not the truth. There's a difference in the truth and your truth. Yeah. Be careful. 
Be careful with your agenda when you come. Be careful. We have seers here. Be careful. Don't fall in love with God. <laughs> Who in love with God? We love God. For real. We really love God. The true God. Be careful. The Bible said that wheat and tear grow together. You know why they grow together? Because they plant it in the same field. So, the Bible says that in here, there's wheat and tear. I mean, it's like we, you, I'm going to tell you the truth. In here, in the body of Christ, there are angels of that masquerade as ministering spirits. You, know, you call some of them pastors. That's the real deal. That's what the Bible says. That Satan himself has been masquerading, disguised himself as angels of light. And if he can do it, the Bible says, so can his ministers. This is the body of Christ had no discernment. Perfect love casts out all fear. I told you, when you are in love and you walk in love and the ministry is love, so you can come in with a dark agenda, but guess what? Perfect love cast it out. You don't, have to, you don't have to tell them I see you. They already know they be seen. Let it grow together, it said. They both grow. They're planted in the same field. But then it says, oh, my goodness, you make me get off my subject, but I guess I need to stay here. I think in Matthew 13, it talks about the enemy that sown a seed while they slept. Okay. While they slept. It, the Bible said his enemy. It didn't say the enemy. It said his enemy. It said, while they slept, the enemy came in and sowed seed in their field. I know the field represents the earth, but also represents your heart. So why are you sleeping? The enemy is sowing seed. Then it says, he leads. If you read the scripture in third, Matthew 30, say, then he leads. And the scripture says that those seeds that he sowns are the wicked ones. The tear. Oh, my God. Minister. Then he says this, that he, he left them. He didn't say, these are my children. The whole idea is deception. I don't even want them to think that they're mine. So I leave them. Right here. 
I don't stay. It said that he left them. After he sold them into the ministry, he left them. Because he didn't want them to actually be attached. It's deception. I don't want you to even think you're attached to me. I'm leaving. But I sold you. You're my child. That's what the Bible says. So I ain't impressed with who come. Just if you come, you better know. <laughs> I see you. Peekaboo. Yeah. What good would be a shepherd do if he don't see the fox, he don't see the wolf? Hmm? What good would that be for you? Just lead you to the slaughter, right? That's why you got to be careful what kind of doctrine come into the body of Christ. I've been there. Just how you know I'm designed for your wilderness journey. I, I, I've done Islam. I've done New Age. I've done transcendental meditation. I've done all these things. That's what qualifies me. So when somebody comes in, they're struggling with those things. I, I was raised Jehovah Witness. So when somebody comes in with all these type of issues, I can minister to them because this is the kind of this is the kind of pastor I am. I'm designed for your wilderness journey. That's right. Moses led the children out of captivity, murdering. Moses, right? Y'all know he killed somebody, right? He lived in the wilderness for how long? He, he left. Hmm? How long were they in the wilderness? See, he was designed for their wilderness journey. He was raised in Pharaoh's house where all the false gods. So he knew the false gods, when they left out and all the lands that they would inhabit, he said, don't do what they do. Yes. Moses, been there, he knew all the gods. Yes. He was designed for their wilderness journey. Yes. I've been divorced. So I can counsel you on that. Blended family, so I can counsel you on that. The pastor has to be qualified. Not just he, I'm a pastor. No, you ain't qualified. I've been stabbed three times and forgave the man and raised his kids. No, I'm qualified to tell you you need to forgive. You sit in this building because of my forgiveness with him. His boss owns this building. The guy that stabbed me that I forgave and raised his kids. You have to have somebody qualified. See, a lot of times you, you go to these church, you don't know your pastor. And he don't know you. This is how you acquire your anointing. 
People ain't knowing it. So when I tell you my life and I tell you how I forgave and how to really, you know, live this thing right. You got a great point of reference. An excellent point of reference. Not something made up, but something lived out. So if I tell you you can do it, guess what? They hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. Yeah, really? I bear the marks. Just like Trace. My life is no longer mine. See, this is what we keep. <sighs> Moses was designed to take them there because of his life. All the land that they inhabited, was pagan gods and everything. That's why I know the real God. I don't have an amalgamation, a made up version, tradition. What you need is an experience. Do you understand it now? Do you understand it now? About the journey? It is. It's the real one, though. They, that's right. The only way you can do this, if you are, consider yourself a dead man. Yeah, then you should be able to maneuver now with the wisdom of God, not the, not the emotions of your soul. And your past, let it be just what it is. Why are you still associated with your past? My past now brings God glory. Because I had victory over it. The only way I could do it, because I put my trust in him. Oh, we just going to this question. I was asked a question yesterday by a minister. And, it's a, and I just got to share with y'all. This is shepherding right here. I had asked a question yesterday, and it was a great question. When did you really get saved? I think that was it. I'm paraphrasing it, right? But that was it. When did you really get saved? Hmm. You either saved or you're not. You're either saved or you're not. You're either alive or you're dead. You either can see or you're blind. Which one? You're either saved or you're not. There's no in-between. It's a long story, but I'll paraphrase it for you. See, a lot of us, when we come to Christ, we still haven't really came to him. You still have some sort of pull to your flesh and its desires. I got saved for real when I believed. The first time I did the sinner's prayer. When my wife at that time wasn't, pray for me. The hair on my arms rose up. It was, I never experienced anything. And I'd done some things. 
And I've experienced some things, but never the power of God. For real. The real God. And when I got saved, there was never a pull to go back. See, a lot of us haven't died and to ourselves, we, we still need healing. Anytime I can look at the man who stabbed me, matter of fact, God used me to bring him into the kingdom. The man who stabbed me. See, Paul had to go back to the people that he was persecuting and killing. And when you get saved for real, God's going to send you back to the person or the people. That was for me to find out, did you really forgive him? Why didn't nobody else minister to him? Why didn't anybody else bring him into the kingdom? Because he won't design for him. But if I had failed God and been in my emotion and feelings like most of us are, you wouldn't be here because I would never receive my call. See, in my forgiveness, you're here. How could you be if I wasn't? I feel like Paul, see, it's, it's bragging in law. It's, it's boasting him. It's the anointing that's on my life. My, anything I ever done, anything from little age up, always a leader. Didn't want to be. But it's the call that's on my life. See, and a lot of times you, you sit here, we can sit here all the time. We don't, still don't know our purpose. Which is delaying somebody that needs what you have. This is what the anointing does. It's not for you. It's to do. It's to bring other people into the kingdom. It's not for you just be walking around. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. It's to help. You got to consider your thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, I had a lot of walls up. Some of y'all ain't been in those type of realms. Somebody just, you know, don't look at you, don't speak at you. That's it. I'm done. We can sit right in here and still have arcs between each other in the body of Christ. You are deceived that you're going anywhere. I don't care what your mama did, what your daddy did, what your abuser did. You are to forgive. That's the power that God has put inside of you. We, 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 we're playing this thing, and you, and you haven't took heed to this scripture right here. That one day you're going to have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and you're going to have to take an account of what you heard. You've been saved. Listen, he's not going to judge you on your sin. He's going to judge you on the word that you heard, and what did you do with it? Isn't that what the scripture says? So you can receive your word, your, your reward, according to what you have, he has done in the body, in the body of Christ, and in your body. Okay. 
No, they won't teach this. You don't, you don't see the big preachers on TV doing this one. Because my job is to watch over and care over your soul. We taught that on Tuesday night, didn't we? I have to take an account of what I told you. Did I just make you feel good? Say that, Pastor. And you still are walking in unforgiveness. And if your heart stopped tonight, see, he's a just God. And he will not judge you unless you on the word, only on the word that you heard. So when you're hearing this, you have an obligation now. That's the power of the word. When you hear the word, you're obligated to do. Keep my commandments. But it's your choice. See, ain't no fear in God when we come to church. No, people just do what they want to do. Fornicate, pastor sleeping with the sheep. It's, it's, no real, it's no real conviction. You come in and leave the same way. There was nothing implanted in your mind to make you think differently. I told my wife, I was never coming to church. I'm never coming to church. You've got to be kidding. All this wisdom and knowledge I have acquired of self, self-empowerment, and the church people, they're all hypocrites. They, all, they don't really love God. Ain't that crazy how a sinner can see that? That's why they don't want to come. Because we're not living anything. Much wiser. See, this is a problem in the body of Christ. This is like a virus. You're supposed to come here for the truth. Not coming for a lie. You bring that in. And the Bible says that who he loveth, he corrects. And it also says, while it's being, while the punishment or the discipline is being administered, at that moment, it does not feel good. But what it produces is a peaceable fruit in you. Because somebody took the time to love you properly. And you see somebody going into a fire, you're not going to be like, there's a fire behind you. There's no urgency in my voice. Don't you see that fire? See, it's going to make you stop and think, here, what I do. Don't you see how you're living? Should make you pause. Wait a minute. Yeah. You already know how you're living. You already know how you're living. But I'm just going to show you that I see how you're living. See, because I care. Yeah, be careful when you're... Send a Facebook friend to me. I'm going to check you. I'm going to check you. I'm going to check your associations. 
<laughs> Shouldn't have nothing to hide. Mm. All right, here we go. Come on, finish this right here because we, we're playing with this thing called eternity. And I need y'all to stop playing with eternity. All right, because that's for a long, matter of fact, it's the absence of time. I can't even say it's a long time. It's the absence of time. It is just a state of being. Eternity. Come on. Well, we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has achieved, been busy with, mm. and given himself and his attention to accomplishing. Go ahead. Verse 11. Now nah, we can stop right there. I don't think they can take any more. Y'all want y'all reward? Then you move to the great white uh, um, throne of judgment. Then the great uh, white throne of, throne of judgment. So that's where you receive your crown. There's like five crowns. Which one will you get? There are going to be some people just get in, but there will be no reward. They just get in. It's all scripture. Then we learned last week in Revelation that your works will follow you. So it's not your works to get saved. That's already a finished work. But you have work to do. Who? How many have you led into the kingdom at this moment? Have you witnessed to anyone? Has anyone been drawn? Have you led anyone into the kingdom? Have, you, have, you have a ministry of reconciliation now as a believer means you can reconcile the laws into the light. But you won't talk to nobody. You won't speak to nobody. These are the rewards. What do you, what do you got all that power for and you're not using it? Who have you led to the kingdom? All are called to evangelize. Because he died for you. Because it's God's will. No, my job is to lead you. The teacher's job is to teach you how to get there. The scriptures are there for your development. How to enter into the kingdom. And he said, these that practice these things will be outside of the kingdom. Your job to follow. It's to disciple. To lead others. To, to, to expand the kingdom of God in this dark world. That's your job. By love. He said with love and kindness have I drawn thee. What happens is because of your character flaws, see, responsibility and when you come into the kingdom you're in a war. You're in a job now. It's for righteousness. It's to help bring the lost, just like you were, into the kingdom. This is what reconciliation means. It means to restore all back to the original state. 
Out of one man, all have come out. Out of Adam. So this is what he's trying to do. Bring all back to the main purpose, right, of God. See, the problem is we don't know our purpose and we don't know our will. If you don't know the purpose for your life, you'll abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. This is why you got husband and wives doing what they do because they don't know each other's purpose. So they abuse each other. And she's supposed to be there to help you see what you can't see. You have the authority in your voice, but you will hand it over just like Adam did. Then when God called him, he said, oh, the wife that you gave me. His responsibility was the covering over her. And she did eat and he was right there with her. He went around the bend. He was right there with her. Your job is to serve. Your job is to praise God. Your job is to be his hand in the earth. You was created to be to live in the very love of God. That's why you were created. But see, you got this thing called flesh and you want to serve it and it wants to be served. It wants to be served. It wants to do contrary to the spirit, the Bible says. And these two are enmity. They are at war in you. Do I do it? Do I love? Don't I love? Do I stay? Do I go? Do I forgive? I don't forgive. Hmm. The Bible said you are the light of the world. You're supposed to draw men to their Savior. Can't because you're too concerned with your life. The one that you're supposed to lay down. This is why it's conflict in what the will of God is for your life. Because you're still serving you. Do we really serve God? Do we really worship him? I don't think so. Not all. He said the righteous scarcely get in. The righteous scarcely get in. See, we're, a lot of times we, we're so concerned with everybody else instead of what we need to be doing. We're so busy worried about somebody else's character versus our own character. See, we come in this thing and we just haven't truly been developed. So you can have a grown man who is still a boy. He can be 65 years old, but he's still a boy. This is how you know when you're a boy. It's when you take something from them, they get mad. Something that they... You know how you take something from a little baby and they get mad and upset and mad? You do that to a man and he get mad and upset. That's not a man, that's a boy. Tell him he need to live right. He get upset. Why does he get upset? He gets upset because of this reason. 
It's because you're calling something out of his character that's not there. So his only mindset is to be offensive, to be mad and angry at you. Because he hadn't had that development in his character yet. Send him to me. I'll help him. Daddy wanted. And what's funny, they know they need it. Submission is not weakness. Submission is power. Now, hold on. That's what we're supposed to do. Submit our will under God's will. So now God's will is being done in the earth. It's too much self-serving instead of serving God. All right. Mm. I exist to please God to live in his love. Do his will. Okay, y'all. Okay. All right. Watch this. See, we're we going to. I just love the Holy Spirit. Just had you jumping all over the place. Woo. Go to Jeremiah. I mean, I didn't get to anointing. <laughs> but you're seeing the anointing. You're seeing the inward anointing. All right. Which is expressed through the outward anointing. That's what changes the community. That's what changes the congregation is the outward anointing. Amen. That's supposed to be you. When you go into your place of employment, because who you are should change. No, no. It, it just should change because you have an atmosphere of praise and heaven with you. Even if they treat you bad and mad. I know my God, though. He said, after you have suffered a while. All right. See, that's what we, we don't want to suffer. That's part of your walk with Christ. But your suffering, see, if you understood redemption, sanctification, if you really understand. Okay, we're going to get to that way. <laughs> Jeremiah 1, Jeremiah 1, uh, 4 through 5. Got it? Amplified. Jeremiah chapter 1 at verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Verse 6. Verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I am only a youth. Stop. See, as soon as God calls you, you make up all these excuses. You make up all these excuses. Well, I was hurting, and, and this is what happened to me, and all this. No, no. Go back to verse 4. Verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah saying. Okay. Do y'all know when you go and witness somebody, that same scripture is being fulfilled, then the word came to such and such. This is what a believer does. Where's the word at? It's in, it, he told you to put it in your heart earlier. 
He said the word is nigh thee even in your mouth. Where's the kingdom of God at today? Within you. See, we can't connect the dots. That's my job. Okay, next scripture. Thank you. Next scripture. Next verse. Verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you. Stop, stop. You ain't have a say. You didn't have a say in God's purpose for your life. But see here, your spirit. Here, you flesh. He says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you was a clot of blood in your mother's womb, he said, I knew you and approved of you. I approved of you as my chosen what? I don't know what my purpose is. He's telling you right now. Everybody. You are his instrument. That's why you're saved. Okay. All right. And before you were born, I separated you. Kadosh. Separated you, sanctified you for my own. I don't know what to do. I don't know why I'm here. It this didn't say how you got here. Some of us could have got here by rape, incest, but you're here. And he said, before that, I've already planned. See, we get caught up in the flesh instead of the spirit. So you're trying to be a spirit walk out in the flesh, and you can't. You're trying to find your purpose in your education, in your job. That's not your identity. This is why it's a struggle. My God. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart. Consecrated. You came in fasting. Yet you find it hard to fast. That's part of a believer's life. It's a consecrated life. A spirit-controlled life. Not a flesh-controlled life. Turn down a plate. See, we can't. See, what the problem is, is we are afraid to go back to the original state. Of who you are. Man is a spirit who lives in a body who possesses a soul, a will. Man is tripartite. Worship a monotheistic God, not polytheistic, as many gods. 
Hold on. See, it's built in you. Consecrated you. And I appointed you as a prophet to the neighborhood. <laughs> it said the nations. Nations here can mean ethnos or people. Not necessarily continents. I mean, it's hard to get you to leave the front porch. He said, I appointed you. He said, I already planned your coming. I've already planned your coming. I've already planned your life. I know you got plans for your life. But he said, I've already planned your life. His life, his want for your life is to be with him for all eternity. But what kind of God allows you? This is the power of choice. You are created to make choices. You exist to make choices. Adam Eve made a choice. You, you were created to make choices. Now, what kind of God would be that would allow you to make a choice? It's so important because now I'm going to put two trees in a garden. I'm going to make woman and woman. Oh, man and woman. Oh, look at the choices some people are making with that one. See? He, he made a choice that you could reject him. Oh, that kind of love is that. I'm going to give you the power to reject me. And I'm God. Power of choice. Do y'all hear that? That's the kind of God you serve. I'm going to give you the power to reject me. That's how much I love you. Because I want you to be with me because you, in your heart, want to be with me. Not because of tradition. Not because your mother and your father. I want you to choose. He said, choose this day who you will serve. I planned out your life. I know you're like, yeah, Pastor, you're just doom and gloom. And some people feel like that. You're just doom and gloom. No. I'm a realist. I'm a truthist. That's a new word. I'm a truthist. <laughs> nope. It's called love. What do you think love is? Love is judgment. Love is judgment. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I didn't do away with them. I come to fulfill them. Fulfill means I come to complete them. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me. So love judges you. Do you love me? Peter. Do you love me? Peter. 
do you love me? What if you do? He said, feed, tend to my sheep. He didn't say they were Peter's sheep. He said, my sheep. You are not my sheep. I own no, no man. I am a I am a superintendent over him. I'm a watchman over his sheep. That's what a shepherd does. A shepherd is also, I tell you many times, he's a professional friend. Who would you consider a friend that lied to you or one that tell you the truth? Hello, which one would you like? That person that tell you a lie is not a friend to tell you something that you want to hear. Tell me something that I need to hear. Not what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. I don't want to be a passive listener. I want to be an active listener. A passive listener listens with his emotions. Oh, you said that harsh. Oh, that's a passive listener. Oh, you, you said the way you said it, just oh, just so raw. But a what listener? An active listener listen to what you said and not how you said it. Oh, by the Christ, a bunch of passive listeners. Tell me I'm great. Tell me I'm great. I'd rather hear, tell me I'm great than tell me I'm in a sin. I'm in sin. Tell me, don't tell me that. Don't tell me what I already know. You slept with her. You know that. I'm not revealing anything to you. Oh. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> Y'all all right? Amen. You know you got a pastor before you that tells you the truth. Amen. And love. You're going to be, oh, ah, ah. Oh, man. You ain't going to do good what I do. Tell me you're lying to you. Okay. Wow. We are almost coming to an end here. Because I just, that's. I gotta figure out a, <laughs> I gotta figure out a way how to get us where we need to go. Oh my goodness! I gave you Jeremiah, didn't I? Yeah. I gave you Second Corinthians, right? Oh, Jeremiah was good right there. Woo! Okay. Mm. I want to talk about dreams too in the other part, but. Y'all ain't ready? <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited with God. And, you know, before Paul or Peter got baptized in the Holy Ghost, he, he, he didn't really have the power behind him. But when he got baptized in that Holy Spirit, they didn't even recognize him no more. Just like Saul, when I told you about Saul, when Saul grew up, and Saul went to the place, or he went to um, Samuel, and Samuel had his life in his mouth. He prophesied to Saul, saying that you would be the, the first king of Israel. But they had to go to the prophet. They had to go to where it was, and this is God's way, he had to go to where the mouthpiece was for his purpose. So Saul's purpose was in his mouth of the prophet. 
But they said when he went to this place, and it was like, Saul was like, who is this person? Because that's not Paul. Saul is, he's, he's from Kish. And, and they, they're just ordinary blue-collar workers. But he went there, and the anointing came on him. And the Bible says he began to prophesy. See, when the anointing comes on you, and I've taught you, you're unrecognizable. They, they see your physical form, but you speak different. You act different. When you say something, it come to pass. See, the anointing in the body of Christ has been so abused. And when you, when you finally become or in the presence of the real anointing, you, don't, you reject it. You don't like, what is that? Because the gifts and the calls are out repentance, but people merchandise the gifts. Prophecy. Oh, they prophesying over here. I better go over here. Oh, they prophesying over here. I better go over here. They got oil leaking out of their feet. I better go over here. See, you chasing signs. The Bible says signs to follow you, that them that believe. Nah. Nah. We running to and fro. And not understanding that you are anointed. But the problem is that you won't get planted. A tree can't grow if you plant it here for a week and pull it up and put it in another place for another week and pull it up. That tree going to die. That tree won't be planted because it don't want to submit. It don't want to take root. 99% of people attrition in church is because of this offense. Not forgiveness, it's offense. You leave because somebody told you the truth. You stay when somebody lied to you. You know how that abusive man does. I love you. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. You stay. Does it get better? Just need somebody to tell you the truth. So now you can make a decision. That's why the truth comes. It's for you to choose. The truth was, he told them, do not eat from this tree. Don't look upon it. That was the truth. Did they do it? The truth sets you free. I got another thing. If you have unforgiveness and bitterness, guess what? You're not free. You're still in shackles. You're still in bondage. You're still on death row. The governor hadn't called yet. Tick, 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 tick. It's ticking. Y'all see that? Wouldn't you rather have somebody tell you the truth? <laughs> Thank you. Now you have to make a choice on how to live now. From what you heard. I didn't give you my opinion. I gave you what the word of God said. Now you make the choice. My job is to make sure I lead you, guide you. Help you with your thinking. <sighs> so you don't grieve or quench the Holy Spirit. 
Well, when you are at odds with one another, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. So now what you do, if you stop the inward anointing in you to help. See? And I want y'all to get this thing here, Walking Ministry. Woo! Can we do something real quick? I love the word. Don't y'all just love the word? When you hear the word, it should do something in your spirit. Something should come alive. The Bible says that you are not now are alive because of righteousness. So it ain't the blood that's flowing through my body. Because I'm a spirit. Go to Philippians. 121. I like that. You know when you have a good meal and you be like, mm. It was good. Don't worry. Y'all going to do that after we leave service. Y'all going to be like, mm, it was good. Say, but word is good. Just like he said, taste and see. That is good. Amen. Woo, lo, I come in the volume of the books, he says. My goodness. Woo. You got that, Philippians 121? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. Mm. For me to live is Christ, mm. his life in me, and to die is gain, the gain of the glory of eternity. Oh! <laughs> Woo! Did y'all see that? <laughs> well, my, look at that. What happened? This one went off. Oh, the Lord, the devil is mad now. Did y'all see that? I must be doing something right. Hey. Amen. Amen. <laughs> man, God is good. Oh, Jesus, he ain't nobody mad but the devil. Mm-mm-mm. So I guess you better live in Christ then, huh? Mm-mm-mm. He is the prince in the power of the air. My goodness. But our God is the king of the ether. <laughs> Woo! So... The Bible says now his word now is being written in your heart. It says now you are a living epistle. Read of men. Mm, mm, mm. So what's you, what you saying? What you saying? What you saying, huh? What's your word? What's your word? You're always looking for a word. What's your word? You are a living epistle. You should be able to go in and tell the pain. I was abused as a child, but guess what? I forgave. I forgave that person. I'm free. See, why you ain't, why, why can't nobody read that off of you? Instead of bitterness and anger. Mm, mm, mm. My God. Woo. See, this is why I write my stuff down. I don't depend on electronics. I write my stuff down. I got volumes. I could teach you all night. And never the same thing twice. Because I study. My life, this is my life. 
This is what I do. Just like praise is what you do, that I do the word. This is my life. Worry about necessity. I don't worry about any of that thing. God take care of me. Long I take care of you. That's my deal. That's my agreement. That's my covenant. I take care of you. Preach my word. Don't just preach my word. Live my word. I live his word. Teach you. Imagine that pastor telling you to forgive somebody and he still ain't forgave his brother. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Where, where's um, Prophet is at? It's in the back. I mean, I'm just asking questions. Somebody stabbed you. How would you feel? Hmm? How would you feel? Come on, y'all. How would you feel? Okay, see, I got some people that's going to be honest with me. It'd be hard for you to forgive them, wouldn't it? Come on, talk to me. It'd be hard to forgive them. It was for me too. Because what I said was, what I said was, if I see him again, I'm going to kill him. That's what I said. That's what was sown. Listen, that was what's sown in my heart while I slept. This is what was sown in my heart while I slept. So when I wake up, I'm angry. I'm mad. This is the unregenerated man. This is the sinner, you know, y'all can identify. But God intervened. Not because he had me in mind. But he had you two young ladies in mind back there. Not me. He already planned my life. He already knew what I would do. See, that was his will for my life. But when I was born and had this earth suit, I had my own will. And that will said, I'm going to return evil with evil. See? But God already sanctified, ordained my life. All I had to do is Get in his will. I needed somebody to pray for me. But it was already ordained. He didn't have me in mind. He had you in mind, Dina. Dijon, he had you in mind. And Abby had you in mind. Not me. He had you in mind, Joseph. He had you. Minding your own business. You just happened to meet a man of God. See, God, see, but you still can choose. Once he reveals, you still can. My mic go out? All right, back. Once he reveals, you still can choose. Just like Adam and Eve. You only got to go back far. Everything is in the beginning. First time he gave a dream to anybody was where? Who did I tell you? It's right in the scripture. 
Who did he give a dream to? First time God spoke to anybody was where? Abimelech. First time healing took place. This is Genesis chapter 20. Abimelech asked the man who lied to me. And God said to him in the dream, I'm going to kill you a dead man. Because you're messing with the purpose of why Sarah is here. Because she's going to bring forth in her lineage the Messiah. So I'm going to shut down, make every woman in your camp barren. This is how important your purpose is to God. But because you, uh, you know, circumstances and trauma and, and situations that you find yourself in, you don't think God has one for you. You believe that. You let that dictate to you the course of your life versus the will of God. I ordained you before. I planned your life out before. Before you came into time, you was with me. Then he, mm, then he used My grandson. Then he used, that's right, speak. See, he know who I am. It's my papa. And before he entered into this world, I laid hands on my daughter's belly. And I prophesied, I spoke into his life who he going to be. Listen, in agreement with his parents. Hmm. Better know God is real. Sure, it is hard. Amen. And I like that with your honesty. You know what? This is why my other point I was making. There's no way I could have did and forgave him without Christ. This is why he died. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they're going to do. It looked like they knew what they were doing. They were going to crucify our Savior. But he died so you could forgive. See, in your own, see, in my own flesh, I wanted to kill him. And I convinced myself that I was right because how I felt. That is void of the will and the purpose of that God had ordained for my life. He knew all of that. He arranged all of that. Everything that you go through, good choice, bad choice, God is still there. Amen. Still there. Still there. Why? Why would you put that on? He said in his word, I will put no more on you than you can bear. Than you can bear. So if he put it on you, obviously, God knows what you can bear. He knew that I would take in his daughters, raise them, and not abuse them. There she is sitting right there. And the other one's right there. Raise them like now, because I love them. 
See, when God comes into you, he loves you. See, it's your love. Your love is the one that limits God. But he said, in Corinthians, he said, this is my love. See, your love has conditions. His love has no conditions. His love doesn't take account of the wrong done to it, but yours does. This is why you can't do that in your love. You have to do it in his love. So many people will be delivered. So many people will be delivered if we were operating God's love and his forgiveness. Because you, you see, our love has boundaries. It has limitations. It has borders. His love has all of that. But see, now you know who you're operating in. You're either operating in God's love or your love. Your love has conditions. It doesn't allow. How can God receive a murderer or pedophile? Moses was a murderer. David had a man killed because of his flesh. He forgave them. Why can't he forgive you? Why can't he? See, a lot of times we don't understand there's no condemnation or our righteousness. Because now old things have passed away, all things are made new. You're a new man in Christ. My, old, my past has nothing to do with me now. Has nothing to do with me. What happened? So God take whatever he meant for evil and turn it for good. See, now when I see him, I have nothing in my heart but love before I had hate. Now I have love. I see him all the time. We talk on the phone. We have grandkids together. All of this because it's God's love, not mine. See, I'm truly free. You got to be free. You got to be free. See, I told you, a lot of us are in the body of Christ. We are not free. Still are in mental, emotional bondage. I got people here who have been raped. I got people who are product of incest sitting right here amongst you. But you're telling me that your sin has more power than God's forgiveness? You don't know God then. You don't know God then. Mm. So who are you? What do you really reflect? Remember Satan? He was the anointed cherub that covered. He was the reflection of God's glory. So do you? His job has been canceled. So do you reflect God's glory now? Do you reflect his glory now? Satan's not there. He can't. So with your trial and your testimony and your victory, how you came out of that thing. See, I use, my, I use what the enemy meant for evil now as a testimony. And the Bible says you overcome by the words of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. See, I'm an overcomer. I'm not captive. I'm free. He said, is there anything too hard for God? Oh, man. Hold on a second. All right. Got to make sure we understand what's happening. Okay? We got to make sure we understand what's going on, even in this moment. 
All right? God is good. And it should provoke you. It should be provoked of what God has done in your life. But there's an order to what God does. And there's an order what he does in this house. Okay? make sure this is Walker Ministries and we want to make sure that we do everything God blesses order he don't bless this chaos he blesses order make sure we do everything in order pardon me his word does and then this is why you have to have his spirit see a lot of people operate void of the spirit of God because what love is, love is not seemly. It's not boisterous. It, it's not, it doesn't make a, a mockery. It doesn't um, just be all over the place. And if you're in the spirit, you ought to know that there's a flow of the spirit. And as a pastor, I will make sure that that flow stays. There will be no interruptions. It's a time for everything. And this should provoke you. To have a testimony. What have you, have you testified outside? Has anybody's life been changed other than you? That testimony is to change people's lives and see the overcoming power of God. And how he can take somebody who had wicked and evil thoughts and he changed that to nothing but love. See, a lot of us don't trust God. That's mostly the big issue is that we don't trust him or his leading. And a lot of, and, and I apologize for a lot of shepherds who have misled a lot of y'all in a lot of wrong ways. And then there is no order in the church. And people come up and do anything they want to do. You can't do that here. That's out of order. And see, you got to be careful because if you allow that out of order, then it pops and spreads everywhere. If you're in the spirit, then you should flow with the spirit. It is that that simple. See, you got to just rush. You let Holy Spirit do some things right here. Amen. I'm all she andi. Era she andi kishito. Marandi ishebrando ko shalandi. Imandeshi korandele shi bandele shi. My God, mm, mm, mm. my goodness, God is good. I want to tell you, I mean, man, y'all know me. <laughs> I want to, I just really, as a pastor, a lot of times is, you say, with all that getting, get an understanding. I know when you come to walk in ministry, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard, but it's good. If you stick and stay and you just listen to what the Spirit is saying, let him minister to you. Let him minister to you. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said, you know, there's a lot of, he says, a lot of things I want to tell you, but you can't, right now, you can't even withstand the, the little truth that I'm giving you. I just want to make sure. And it's the last thing I want to say, you know, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot 
produce what? Good fruit. So guess what? So if I squeeze that good fruit, what's going to come out of it? Good fruit. Good juice. But if I got a bad fruit and I squeeze it, what's going to come out? Bad fruit. Guess what? The bad fruit was already there. The pressure only revealed it. The pressure just revealed what was already there. The same with you. All I got to do is squeeze it a little. And what's in it is going to come out. Because pressure reveals your character. It just reveals what's already there. Right. So if you, you know, like I said, you know, if, if I said, well, no, we'll do your testimony and you get upset and mad. So what that show you? That show you that something was already there. All I did was apply a little pressure. But if you say, you know what, Pastor? I'm in this house and I'm going to listen to exactly what you say. Let's, let me find out. I know who we are. See? It's the same thing. It's the same with anybody. Just tell a person no, and you'll find out what character you're dealing with. It didn't say never. It just said timing is everything. Amen? Timing is everything. A lot of times you don't do a lot of testimony services during church because it changes the course of what Holy Spirit wants to do. And you want to make sure every, it's important, though. It's important. Because that's what I was doing. It should provoke you. It should be like, I got one, too. This is what happened, and I overcame this. Yeah? See, but a lot of times we're afraid to tell each other and be vulnerable to each other. Because when you do that, you care what man thinks. Versus what God thinks. And I care more what God thinks. Love you. Love you. But I want to know what, what God is who I want to please. You know. Everybody got an opinion. Opinions is like this. Opinion is like armpits. Sometimes they stink. Sometimes. Not all the time. Boom. Y'all good? All right. It's like that. Everybody got one. Everybody got one. <laughs> Rinse it. All right. Ministers. We're going to end here, but I'm going to need the ministers to come up.